When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia is back as well. The whole crew is back together. How is it going, guys? Well, pretty good. The big, well, it's not even a rumor. Yesterday, Julia, we, we won't name names, but somebody... Uh, that works here. Yes, achieved lifetime uncle status by buying maybe five. I think it was five or six. Five or six oh. tickets to Taylor Swift <laughs> this Friday at a thousand bucks a pop. Yeah, someone we work with did that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just shy of like five grand, I believe, uncle. for the. Uh, he, Who yeah. An uncle? Uh, well, anyone can be an uncle, yeah. but Julia, I was just like when I heard the news, I'm like. Okay, that uncle, every one of those kids will be at his funeral singing his praises. That's life-changing. That's the most amazing uncle thing ever in the whole wide world for somebody to part with that much cash to give you the gift of going to Taylor Swift. Awesome. What a present. And this person has the money. No one is taking out any kind of a... You know, no one's borrowing money from the mom. Second mortgage on their home. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, wow. That's awesome. Oh. How fun would that be? Oh, I know. I love that. Jeez. I do have a bit of FOMO. I told Brittany yesterday. I have a the only big concert I'm not going to this year is the Taylor Swift. But the good news is Metro Transit decided to run... The trains, the blue and green line. Good for them. The last one will not depart the station at 1131. So it'll go maybe another hour later. Same with buses and stuff. Well, that just makes sense because it's... Well, they're short drivers, so I don't know if they're rejuggling the schedule. So maybe some things will get cut in the morning, but they need to have drivers later. And they just realize probably because... Pride is going on this weekend. Taylor Swift is going on this weekend. The Jazz Fest is going. I mean, there's so many events. We yes. and you know, eleven thirty. People are going to fight. Early. You know, yeah. I, I mean, the concert will just be getting out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, about that time. It's right around eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. But people are now okay. So now that outfits have been planned, the precision planning was revolving on getting there and getting home. Mm-hmm. So this will. Help, because uh, Brittany had a precision plan for getting there and getting home. Because she planned on no, tran- you know, okay, right. I can't plan for 1130. So anyway, it's just like, whoa, what a production. It is. It's a production. Uh, so anyway. Well, I, I have FOMO. Yeah. I'm going to, I have FOMO on this one. Even though, even though we still could possibly, we possibly still might- get an invitation yeah. to somebody who's got a suite. 
I don't see it happening. I don't but either. I put, it, put it out there, the good vibes that I'm, I'm so open. I'll buy the first round of drinks. Jeez. I know. Well, I was so shocked, okay? Um, and this is probably something everyone else knew. But how close the Titanic was to New York when it went down. I didn't realize. So today I was at the cab and I didn't watch any news. So I'm listening to them trying to find this Titan um, thing that people, tourists went down in to see the Titanic and they're going off Cape Cod. And I'm like, was it that close? I didn't realize how close it was to getting here. I, for some reason, thought it was way, way out in the middle of the Atlantic. I mean, they were pretty damn close. Well, I know, I didn't but know the that. ocean is big. Yeah. The I know, depths but, are varied. It's like a very... Um, but did you know it was that close? I guess I didn't it didn't. I, I, when I read, and it's not full of tourists. There's five people no, I know. and two people. This rich guy paid 250000 for himself and another person. Yeah. And then it's just... They're, you're like in a can. You're in a sardine the size can of with a minivan. Yeah, the size of a minivan. It's got one hole on one end window by, by that's about the size of maybe your stomach. The other end is a video screen with cameras that you can see from the outside. One button in there. And then, like you said yesterday, the PlayStation Station controller. controller. But right now, the Navy's getting involved, and they're sending down some deep diving ocean lifting system to hide, try to find them, but the Navy has now gotten up. But when I read that the U.S. Coast Guard and Canadian Coast Guard were working together, that's when I realized how close it was to New York City. Same, I, I never yeah. realized I it was... I, I never realized it almost made it here. Yeah. They, You know, there was another story that just came out, is that it's odd that there's not a beacon, you know, a something, a beep, beep, beep on this thing. I would never go down in a... I wouldn't go far. on this thing in a koi pond. No. That was you, sitting out of the water. Because you need people on the outside to get you out. Uh, I would go crazy, but they apparently refused to put this um, uh, submarine, you know, tourist submarine through inspection in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just get suckers who want to pay yeah, for Yeah, and the director money. at the time then was fired for even insinuating maybe we need some more safety things. It's mm-hmm. amazing that David Poole from CBS went down in it last year. I think it turned around. I think it got so far down, and then it turned around. The people were comfortable with what was happening. Oh, I can mean, you imagine? Excuse me. This is this is great. Well, anyway, yeah. it'll be a, it'll I think be a miracle if they find it. <laughs> but it just there's a lot of safety issues that just don't seem like they were in place. That seems so odd. I, and it's so macabre to me. To go to think, look uh, for I'll, the Titanic and yeah, then die looking for graveyard. the Titanic. Yeah, you know, a cemetery for people. Even James Cameron and his little submersible. I mean, that thing was loaded with technology that he used to go down there to do all that stuff. And I'm like, they're literally in a tin can. Yeah. There's uh, I got a little bit of audio that's about a minute long. Can I play it real yeah. quick? It talks about the submarine, and it's the CBS Sunday Morning Gentleman and the oh, waiver David. that he signs before he's about to do it, and that's where it gets interesting. Right. Okay. He's hopping wow. in. Wow. Inside, the sub has about as much room as a minivan. So this is not your grandfather's submersible. <laughs> we only have one button. That's it. It should be like an elevator. You know, it shouldn't take a lot of skill. The Titan is the only five-person sub in the world. It can reach Titanic depths, 2.4 miles below the sea. It's also the only one with a toilet, sort of. And yet I couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised. 
we can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We oh run the whole thing with this game controller. <laughs> Come on! It seems like this submersible has some elements of MacGyver-y jerry-riggedness. I mean, you're putting construction pipes as ballast. I don't know if I'd use that description of it, um, but there's certain things that you want to be uh, buttoned down. So the pressure vessel is not MacGyvered at all because that's where we work with Boeing and NASA and the University of Washington. Everything else can fail. Your thrusters can go, your lights can go, you're still going to be safe. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'll just, uh, it took them 73 years to find the Titanic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just saying. But David Pogue is his name, and yeah. he was the one that was sitting behind me when I saw Don Rickles yeah. a couple years ago in Vegas, and I'm like, how do I know How you? do I know you? How do I know you? And he goes like, I'm David Pogue mm -hmm. on CBS Sunday Morning. He's a great reporter, but my word. Yeah. Well, there you go. And Hamish. The f yeah. It, it's, oh, it's, it's just the thought of it and just not even being comfortable. And I <laughs> here one more one more small you're running out of oxygen. Yeah. One more small clip. Listen to him talk about the, the, the waiver he signs here. An experimental submersible vessel that has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, disability, emotional trauma, or death. Where do I sign? Jeez. Oh, my word. You couldn't, you couldn't. No, no, I would never. Nope. nope. All right. Yeah. There you go. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. All right, everybody. It's, it's you know, we're getting to the second month of summer, and... Um, if you are, you know, thinking about, you know, you've probably taken a break, thought, okay, we got through that school year, but you're thinking, oh dear, what are we going to oh do dear. next school year? We just want to, um, I want to share a nice testimonial from a 10-year-old boy named David who's always struggled with reading. And his parents said that he can fully read now. He has confidence in himself after going through the program, wants to do well, and to show other people that he's smart. Learning Rx was the best program to teach my son how to retain his brain. He tells everyone about Learning Rx, how much fun it is, and has this amazing confidence and loves to read. I mean, if you, as a parent whose child is struggling with reading, retention, math, all that, when they're very young, it's so hard because you want them to excel in school. Call Learning Rx today and tell them Lori and Julia sent you. And just like that is coming back on Thursday, the day of our live broadcast at the Chan Hassan. Yes, Julia. we're going to be at the Chan Hassan this Thursday. Can't wait. That's, That's right. Um, so Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, you know, last week, Kristen Davis and um, Cynthia Nixon were making the rounds. And this week it's SJP. She's going to be on Extra Entertainment tonight. She did a, a special report with uh, Diane Sawyer, GMAs, showing that. Showed that this morning and then tomorrow, although it got cut off for a special report about it. I was so bummed. Oh, so about was I. Hunter Biden. I'm like, I don't care. I, I Just don't give care. me the note. Yeah, Go. get back to SJP. Oh. But uh, we do have a couple of audio clips, and Graham posted the full trailer. And it is coming back on uh, HBO Max or just Max. Like, that, this that, Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> and um, uh, hopefully. It's going to be way better. But here's what SJP tells um, Diane Sawyer. Something about the, what, it, for something to be on the show, it had to be something everyone experienced, something like that. 
I just wonder if there were times you said, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I think there's been a couple of occasions that might make me, you know, nervous or... You and I... Yeah, I already see us. Here comes rash. the hive. <laughs> <laughs> she says the conversations about sex when you're single, good sex, bad sex, were always based on true women and what really happens. Burger broke up with me on a post-it. On a post-it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Read it and weep, my friends. There's a rule in the writer's room on our show, has been from the beginning, that if an experience didn't happen to one of the writers, if it wasn't a shared experience that was real, it could not be made up. Mm -hmm. And always saying it is taming it. And, you know, so one of the things, Grant, when we sent our little story idea, once I found out, oh, I got to write to Michael Patrick King and care, care of HBO in L.A., and I just had, you know, sent the story of how we came up with the body perks when mm-hmm. we were on our girls weekend. But on the top of that press note, I wrote MPK. If if you don't believe Michael Patrick, Patrick King, King. <laughs> for people who don't know. Yeah, but I just thought I'd be, you know, put it on the friendly thing. I said, if you don't believe this, I dare your writers to take take these nipples out and give them a spin. <laughs> And years later, okay, several years later, when we had Cindy Schupek on our show, who's one of the writers, one of the writers in that room, she told the story about how Michael Patrick King came in, <laughs> threw all these little bags of velvet nipples, and <laughs> said, "Okay, you go out, test drive them, some, wear them to the bar, see what happens." <laughs> and then when they came back in the next day or whenever it was, and they said, "Oh yeah, we had reaction." They could use it. That's cool. Yeah. So um, I never knew that. I mean, I just kind of wrote that little note mm-hmm. on that thing Give just because I thought you got to, you got to, you got to try and wear these to see the reaction. Yes. And then she told us that they did like yes. three writers warm and three didn't. And they went to. That's awesome. Oh, I'm trying to think of what the bar was that was one of the first rooftop bars in L.A. We went there. Oh, I know what after it the is. SAG I know award. what it was. The, I know what it was. The San Hope or no. the Standard, the, the Standard no. Hotel in L.A. on Sunset a, um, Boulevard. Oh, for crying out loud! It was one of the big uh, rooftop. first rooftop with the pool, and it was fancy, and, and it had white sheets. Uh, it wasn't the Standard. It no, was um, something else. But anyway, she told us the story about how they like three of the gals warm, and they just were. Meeting people right and left, Grant. That's awesome. So, uh, anyway, and then here's uh, here's uh, Diane Sawyer asking Sarah Jessica Parker, um, are you a Sarah? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Are you a Carrie, a Samantha, a Miranda, or a Charlotte? It was a Sky Bar. Sky Bar. Thank yes. you, Julia. Nice. Buying a place alone means you don't need a man. I don't. Everyone needs a man. It's biological destiny. Hello! Do you really want to be saying that? Your relationship is my greatest fear realized. Excuse me? I don't believe this! (laughs) (laughs) And did you feel you were a Samantha or a Miranda? (laughs) Or did you feel you were all of them? I think... Gosh, you'd think I would be able to answer this question by now. (laughs) I think I'm probably a mix of... Miranda and Charlotte and Carrie. I think Samantha always had a sort of courage that I don't think I could muster or summon. She's a combo of all of them, and she kind of gives Samantha a compliment there. Yes, she does. She had courage that she couldn't summon. I just have to go back to the Sky Bar because it was at the Mandarin. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Because it was driving me crazy because we... That's also where you had your encounter with Jamie Foxx. It was. After It was my moment, my special moment. Your special Mm -hmm. moment when you locked eyes and he was like, what are you doing? It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. They just were like, ding, ding, ding. That's cool. (gasps) So, anyway, but I do like that she didn't just say, you know, oh, I'm obviously Carrie. No, because she's not. not. I mean... A combo of those people, and it was just such a big deal back in the day. Well, who are you? Are you a Samantha? Carrie? I'm a Samantha. Yeah. I'm Samantha. You are. I didn't, and never doubt it. Never, not very many people admit they're Samantha. <laughs> Julia, you're, you're Charlotte. And a combo of others. Charlotte the Brunette. Charlotte. You're not all Charlotte, no. but maybe, maybe because you've got the business sense. Uh, maybe. Not really anymore. God, oh, you're the CEO of this team no. here. Yeah, yeah, you are. Well, and then it, they showed a clip of a. I thought for sure this was going to be a quiz when we did our Sex in the City quiz with uh, Jason, not realizing that they were counting <laughs> in just like that in the movies for trivia. But the quote about in New York City, what are the three things you're always looking for? You tell me. Do you remember? No, you tell me. If you're a woman, you're either looking for an apartment, a job, or a boyfriend. That's One of those things. One of those things. Are happening. So anyway, the rest of that interview will be on... Uh, tomorrow morning on GMA, and then, and just like that, comes back on Thursday, Thursday night on June 22nd. But here, I want to ask you another little Hollywood adjacent because we talked about Jamie Foxx. So last night's entertainment tonight, the whole, and I know they had people over in Rome covering the Mission Impossible 17 yes, yes, or whatever yes, it is. Yes, but, yes, yes, Because Extra had their reporters live on the scene. But Entertainment Tonight, they didn't have it. The whole half hour was on Jamie Foxx's career. Is something happened? And he's been in this rehab place for 70 days. But it was like, what do they... And even Casey was like going, this is kind of unusual. This is almost like as if he's gone it started, you know, I forgot the Jamie Foxx show with Garcelle mm-hmm. Beauvais. You know, she oh, yeah, was on yeah, that yeah. show. And, you know, all of it going back to his early music and the whole Ray and how he exploded, you know, on the Gold Digger song that, you know, his. He, Any given Sunday when he played the yes. Steam and Willie Beeman? 
Yes. <laughs> he was the quarterback. But it was like this big retrospect of his whole entire life, the Uh-oh. whole the entire show. And I just thought, does Entertainment Tonight have some well, inside information that they did this whole half hour like in Jamie Foxx? Okay, so on June 15th, last Thursday, um, the clone Tyrone had its premiere in Miami. And it stars John Boyega yep. mm-hmm. and Tayrana Paris. They walked the red carpet. And um, as Jamie Foxx, who stars in this with him, is recovering from a medical event. And they said, I wanted him to show up here. But, you know, I know he's dealing with what he's dealing with. And we just wish him well. Um, I've been calling. I'm just going to keep calling. He better pick it up. Come on, Jamie. They just want to hear from him. So he hasn't talked to anybody. Um, I really, I, it just leads me to think he had a stroke and lost his language. Which yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I think, don't you? Yeah, well, but I just... But that's so weird that they did the whole thing on his career early days up until now. And yeah. I just thought that Uh-oh. just seemed out of that's place. A, yeah. Out of, you know, time and every other entertainment show. Like was... remembering someone when... Right. Are we supposed to be remembering them right now? Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. All right. All right. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have been working with you for years, but we've never really talked about prenups. Give us the lowdown. Well, a prenup in the state of Minnesota is also called an anti-nuptial. So if you hear that, they're talking about the same thing as a prenup. Um, I encourage a lot of people to consider getting them, whether you have a ton of assets or little assets. It makes everything much more streamlined. You know what you're entering into. You've got your agreements in place if you get divorced in the future. They also address what you will do with your assets in the event of death. So it really helps for estate planning and it really just helps for the future to avoid disputes i love that okay so but what about a post-nup post-nuptial agreements are simply agreements that people who are already legally married enter into that again will also address what would happen to their assets in the event of divorce or in the event of death so again these really can help streamline the process in the future great information and for your free one-hour divorce consultation go to trusterlaw.com or use my tech keyword divorce Hey guys, welcome back. We are delighted we have Kim Douglas with us. Hello, Miss Kim. Hi, darlings. How are you? You're so good. It's so fun to hear from you. And Oh, you too. It's been a while. It has been a while. On Instagram. Oh, I love that you follow me. I follow you guys too. Yes. Yeah. So, Kim, you got this is kind of, you know, my mom is a huge Young and the Restless fan. Yes. Just every day, you know, watches it. Whenever I see her, I get hooked right back in. It's it's just such a, you know, continuous, long-running thing in so many people's lives. So, it is the 50th anniversary season of Young and the Restless. And, of course, your Late, your husband, Jerry Douglas, played John Abbott for many, many, many years. So I love I love what you're going to probably tell us. Yeah, it's really <laughs> exciting. So, you know, it is a show that's, listen, some of our, our most favorite shows, whether it's Frasier, uh, Friends, or Grey's Anatomy, or whatever, you know, if they last 10 years, that's amazing, right? right. But for something like this show to last 50 years 50. and still going is just outrageous and that my late husband was on for almost 38 years Mm. is really quite a testament to him and um that this came about i'm not sure if your listeners know or not but um you know they wanted to honor uh jerry's memory he played a character named john abbott 
was kind of like, if you've never watched the show, it was kind of like uh, maybe he owned like Revlon, a mm-hmm. really, yes. really large uh, female uh, beauty and skincare company. And uh, he was a uh, a man that raised three children on his own before that was even something that was ever talked about or that anybody did. And, uh, you know, life imitated art because when I met Jerry, he had full custody of both his young daughter and son. Mm. And he was my first interview out of college and we met in that way, but they wanted to honor him. And so the executive producer and head writer, Josh Griffith, said, uh, you know, we have this character that we've written named Zelda. And why don't we have Jerry's real life wife, who's a journalist and an author, come on and play the character? So I could not believe it, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Really touching. Okay, so you went on and filmed, because it's going to air this Thursday, and it's on at 11 o'clock here on Channel 4. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Young and the Restless. So you're going to play this Zelda. Tell us about the filming. Like, how long did it take you? Well, I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I, you know... When I was on your your show the last time, we talked about me being on the Ellen show for 19 years and me doing Home and Family for 15 years. And, you know, I was a reporter at E! So it wasn't like I've never done things Mm -hmm. before. I've never been in front of an audience. Ellen was a live audience. Um, At one point, Home and Family was. I did Second City. So it wasn't like I'm a stranger. You guys, it was absolutely petrifying to oh, me. No. I was so scared. I had 12 pages to memorize. Oh, well, that's what I was now, gonna say. You thing, have to read lines. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. You have to read scenes. And, you know, all 19 years with Ellen, you guys, I was on with her as her sidekick. And she never rehearsed, let alone had me memorize anything. I mean, this was like you were flying by the seat of your pants. Right. It was a wing and a prayer. So for this saying every, you know, I wanted to honor the writing and I wanted to say every word correctly. And it was in different scenes with different people. And there were more than one person in the scene coming in and out. And can you walk down here and be downstage? And this is your camera and walk out. And this one's going to get mad and slam the door. And that one's going to come in and have an affair. And this one's going to, I was like, oh my God. So it was very, very unique and different in a wonderful way. And, um, you know, I think I can say this to you guys. What I loved about it was, first off, it was very touching because it kept my husband and my son Hunter's father's legacy alive. And Mm -hmm. anything I can do to continue Jerry's legacy, I will do no matter what. So that was really, really wonderful. On a whole other note, for both you guys and myself, you know, when you're a woman over 40 or over 50 in my case, um, it's really interesting that sometimes I feel like we don't feel like we should continue to challenge ourselves or try brand new things or get scared again mm-hmm. and and push ourselves. And to do something like this, you guys, I was shaking in my boots, literally my legs, you know, do it. And even if your legs shake, isn't there that quote, you know, do it mm-hmm. if, you're, if your voice shakes, but say it anyway. Yes. And, you know, I really felt that way. I was so scared. But when I think about it, with Martha Stewart being on the cover of Sports yeah. Illustrated and Jane, right, and Jane Fonda being the rom-com queen, she's doing romantic comedies everywhere, and Alfre Woodard or Helen Mirren being in-demand film actresses that are all well over 50, I think it's our time. I think it's really important that we continue to challenge ourselves 
and do new things and try new things. So I literally was so grateful for this opportunity to throw myself into some deep waters that I hadn't really been in in a very long time. I can't wait. I have to tape it. We have to tape it um, because we won't be home at that time. I'm so excited. Young and the Restless has been on the DVR because I was at my mom's like two weeks ago and got sucked back into the story. And, you know, I do love Victor. We loved Victor. You love him, and he's so hysterical on Twitter. Yes. And he's just, uh, yes. I just, he oh, seems like, I don't know, he seems like a great guy. I hope you got to film with him. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't get to film with Eric, but Eric and Jerry were longtime friends yes. for a very, very long time. And I've known Eric and his lovely wife, Dale, and his son, Christian, for many, many years. And he is a wonderful, wonderful character. Victor Newman is bar none. Uh, I think extremely fabulous character. I, I And I guess, you know, and I guess your husband would, I mean, people constantly, they will know your real name, but do they often with us in the soaps, they refer to you by your character's name? Yeah, they always said John. John I mean, even right. people that we knew really well, yeah. if they had watched the show a long time, they would call Jerry John. John. And, and he was never offended. offended. He always actually thought it was great. Okay. He was like, great. You know, mm-hmm. My character made an impression. Yes. I love it. Cam, are you going to win an Emmy for this? A daytime Emmy? You know what? I Okay, I don't want to... I don't want to get too heady, but I have heard that Meryl Streep has heard <laughs> and seen some of my work behind the scenes, <laughs> and she is shaking in her boots. Okay. So, I, I don't know. I She's mean, on warning. Call me crazy. You know, here's what I say. Go big or go home, you two. You this- know, and, and I follow in your footsteps. Look at the two of you. I hear your show is so highly rated that you have hundreds of thousands of listeners oh, and that sweet. you're just booming. So, I mean, look at you. Oh, you're sweet. I, I am. Well, we have been on now long enough. For 21 years, Kim, we have celebrated on the amazing? air. Yeah. Congratulations. You're yeah. both wonderful. We're vintage now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love that. You know, um, you have a kind of a, a sweet memory that you were going to share about your son going on the set when he was oh, little. Yes. Tell us that. I have a cute story. Um, so, you know, many of us that have kids, we bring our children to mommy's work or daddy's work when they're young. And so um, Hunter, would, when he would go see Daddy at work, he would go to CBS Television City to the Young and the Restless, and we'd sit in Jerry's dressing room, and we'd go to the Grove for lunch, and we'd have a great day. So one day he was, I think, just turned four, and he had come on the set, and Jerry had taught him, you know, when you walk on the set, you don't, you don't talk because other people are shooting and all that. So we were getting ready to go do uh, watch one of Jerry's scenes, and his son, Peter Bergman, was, who plays Jack Abbott, was yes. um, in a scene. And you guys remember, it's a soap opera. So he was in a bedroom with a woman that was not his wife on the show and certainly not his wife in real life, an actress, uh, Michelle Stafford, who plays Phyllis. And they were doing a, a, a tour at a fair scene. <laughs> and so we didn't know this, but Hunter walked in, you know, with us, and he looks and he sees Peter. Now, Peter, Jack was our neighbor. He lived like four houses down mm-hmm. uh, when Hunter was growing up. So Hunter knew Peter very well. He knew his wife. He knew his kids. We would go over to their house for dinner. We'd go trick-or-treat. You know, he knew them. And Jerry and Peter would have breakfast together down the street. Anyway, um, he took one look at Peter, 
and he yelled out in the middle of the scene, which cost a lot of money, Peter, you're a bad man. That's not your wife. <laughs> and Michelle Stafford jumped out of the bed and was like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. This is pretend. We're just, she was so gracious. Oh, Peter was so loving with him. And you guys, to this day, Peter's wife, Mary Ellen, still says to Hunter, hey, Hunter, thank you for having my back. back. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so it just was so cute. That's that, you so know, cute. even at that young age, he kind of knew that that wasn't exactly the right thing to do. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so cute. I, I can't tell you. We are so excited. We're out of time. We are so excited to watch The Young and the Restless 50th anniversary. I'm just going down Peter Bergman as Jack Abbott. I even remember when yes. Terry Lester was Jack Abbott. Oh, I do too. I'm looking at Terry the pictures. Was phenomenal. I God used to watch religiously, and Lori's gotten hooked back no, into it. I need to go in. back in a little bit too. You can just jump right oh, in. It's so good. It's so good. So Those great, writers. Well, look for Zelda. She's a close friend of the Abbott okay. family. She has some interesting ties. And you just never know what she may have up her sleeve. So, Zelda can't Wilford. We Zelda. can't wait. And we want to have you back on soon to talk about some um, beauty it. tips and some other things, Kim. Kim yes. Douglas. Thank love you, guys. you. And that's K-Y-M yes. people. Douglas, you follow her on Insta. Very, very lovely that's to right. hear your voice. Oh, you too. Thank you both for having me. Absolutely. And continued success. Okay, oh, back you. at you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with... Song of the Summer. Hey, everybody. It's Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. And um, yesterday when I was doing the ad without you, Julia, and I was talking and um, this friend of mine calls me and she's like, you know what? Did you know about that? I had $7,000 in credit card debt? And I'm like, I don't know how you had $7,000 in credit card debt. And she's like, yeah, I really just need to take out a home equity loan and pay that off. I'm being so dumb with my money. And she said, but when you said, they'll do the math and they'll show you what is happening yes. with your money at paying something back at 24%. And if you do have some equity, because she didn't think about it, because, you know, townhome yeah. and hasn't owned it that long and kind of splurged on decorating. Anyway, it it adds up and call David and his team at um, First Equity 763-251-8000 or, of course, keyword David at my talk. I present my case for song of the summer, you guys. Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue, who her it's her biggest moment since Can't Get You Out of My Head, which is still all these years later, an incredible bop. But Padam Padam. Uh, is the song of the summer? Padam, padam. Oh, that's. I thought you were saying, like, ta-da, ta-da. No, padam. <laughs> the disco tune is. It is the song. I want to hear it before I agree. It is the song of the summer for you. It, no, I just think it is because if you go. All right, I know you don't ever really look at TikTok, but it's everywhere. You don't either. I do too, though. I look at TikTok, but I don't sign up for it. You can't. That's the beauty of it. Okay, and so uh, Padam, people are using it as a noun, a verb, an adjective. It's become a thing. The BBC is playing Kylie Minogue for the first time in like since, you know, 12 years or whatever it was that uh, can't get you out of my head. And people are just saying... It's just 
everywhere. So let's hear it one more time. Okay. Hey, that's yours. It it is. It's just okay. it's just the it's it hits the buttons for you. It hits the buttons, and I just think <laughs> that the, the music buttons on TikTok are all over about Padam Padam, and it's taken over. Like you're going to hear it a lot. Pride weekend. Uh, which is often where many things start. Mm-hmm. TikTok especially. They even have on the uh, Sirius XM, they have their own TikTok radio. They yeah. have their own station because their songs grow so fast and it's the, the TikTok effect. And, and, and it, it, when, like, when something takes over, like I'll call it the queer vocabulary, so to speak. Yeah. I remember 20 years ago. I remember this. 20 years ago. It was June of 2003. We'd been on the air for a year, Grant. And in May, I was, these women reached out to me to ask me if I wanted to be an honorary faux dyke on a bike and lead the gay pride parade. Nice. And I said, I said to Julia after, and I did, I was, I had my motorcycle. motorcycle I had my own motorcycle. I made a FM 107 jacket. But when I was down at Loring Park, I was getting recognized all over the place. And I came to work on Monday and I said, Julia, we've made it. We've made it. All the gay people know who we are. I said it was uh, lesbians. It was, you know, just all like I said, they all they have discovered us and the straight people will follow. (laughs) Honest. It was very funny. And that was a line in Sex in the City. I remember also. But it was it was I felt confident. I was like, okay, because for whatever reason, maybe it is because you're. You know, as a group, you're on the outside looking in, looking for your space, but like you find stuff and claim it and own it before the rest, the, like the straights will follow. It's true. I remember. So I love it. The, that's my theory that Padam, to, Padam is going to be the song of the summer, that whole thing. And it does, the more you listen to it, and it's, uh, it's just, it is, it's a noun, a verb, and an adjective. Padam, 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 padam. They're leaving on a padam. If your if your outfit is up, padam, you know, uh, padam, padam. Just in time for pride. Anyway, just I'm gonna you, I, I'm uh, just Kelly. gonna ask one person I know if they know what padam, padam. Is. No, but if they know the song, I mean, don't yeah. ask any of the people that you know. Like, ask your boys if they know padam, I'm padam. To. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of because you know, like the BBC. They weren't even going to play Kylie's Padam Padam because she's 55 and, you know, her time has passed. She's 55? She's beautiful in this video. I didn't even know she was 55. I mean, if your target audience likes pop music, this is the song of the summer. Holy cow, she is... Yeah, it's but anyway. The BBC is now gonna it's gonna play. Kylie nice. just let us know that she was notified it'll be played on the BBC ah. playlist. Oh my gosh! All so right. padam padam, everybody, just uh, be know where you heard it here. You heard it here first. The song of the summer, and then a Taylor Swift big news today. She announced she's basically going to be on tour for until next August, right? A year from this August. A year wow. from this All August. Right. Today she announced on Instagram. That uh, the International Eras Tour, she announced dates in Europe, Asia, and Australia. That's where we're going to go see her. No, right. I mean, Julia, listen to the places that you can go. And that is, okay, uh, Sydney, Singapore, Paris, Stockholm, Lisbon, Madrid, Lyon, Edinburgh, Liverpool, Cardiff, uh, London, Dublin, Amsterdam, Zurich, Milan, Hamburg, Munich, Warsaw, Vienna, her final two shows will be August next year in London. Wow. 
So she's had three London boyfriends. When she sings London Boy there, it's gonna, people are going to go crazy. <laughs> but uh, um, so she's like doing London in the middle of the tour and then and ending the, it there. Wow. And um, so will there be another London boy by then? Because she has had three London boyfriends. And London Boy is off of her Lover album. And many people think that Taylor, when she, she released Me as the first single and then You Need to Calm Down as the second single, a lot of Taylor fans wish that Cruel Summer had been the song re- that she'd released as a single. Grant has it to refresh okay, right? your memory because it wasn't a single that got released, you know, as a first or second the lyrics are fantastic. Really good. Yeah. So she's re-releasing Cruel Summer as oh. a single. Smart move. Now, she's so smart, it's scary. I am now, people, it's the countdown. I'm going, I am starting to have so much FOMO. Yeah. Not having tickets to this because I remember the last time she was here, Lori, and it was the same week, like within 10 days of U2. Was no, it? no, it was U2. We saw U2 at US okay. Bank Stadium. And she was either the night before or the week mm-hmm. before or the week after. And I would just remember mm-hmm. people were so delighted by that concert. Oh, yeah, because like, she gives it her oh, all. Like, gosh. you know, um, someone who loves uh, their fans and their music. Like, you know, I always feel that way, you know, when I've ever seen the Rolling Stones. You know, like mm-hmm. you can tell they love playing together. Right. You know, they, they are having fun. Yes. They are yes. having fun. And you can always tell when someone is dialing padam, in. Padam, padam. Padam, padam. <laughs> your, your outfit is padam today. Is it padam? Padam, padam. 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 Anyway, oh gosh, so. so funny. So Cruel Summer, because, um, I mean, it is a good song, but Lover, which came out in the summer of 2019, you know, she didn't, there was no touring, then COVID happened, and then she picked me as the lead single, and then the second one, You Need to Calm Down. So Cruel Summer never got the love. So I like that song. Oh, I The like Cruel it. Summer is coming. Oh, you guys. Padam, padam. Padam, padam. <laughs> I honest to Pete, that's going to be it. And uh, Tyga and uh, Avril, Lavigne, Avril Lavigne. The bridge is done. The bridge is done. Yeah. So that was good. It, it was a three-month bridge. It never seemed like it was right. No, but it was no. a perfect bridge. Perfect. That is a three-month romance to get over For somebody else. For both of them. Yes. Love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Hang in there. We'll be right back. <laughs>